Adam here on the 14th of January. Thank you for coming out and joining me to talk about misinformation and disinformation. Why? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everybody is having a good start to your weekend. This is Friday, the 14th, hitting into, well, yeah, right into the middle of January here. Um, you know, the weather out here hasn't been uh, too bad um, here in southern Ontario. Not like other parts of the country where it's just been frigid cold and things like that. But, um, yeah, it's generally been, uh, the weather's been okay. You know, a little bit of snow on the ground, but that's to be expected because it is winter time. Now, last night I was doing a show. And, um, look, I'm going to say this because... You know, you come on my show, you listen to me, you call in. And if you are going to call in and you're going to add to the uh, misinformation or disinformation, come with reference. Have something to back it up because, you know, one thing that myself and a lot of people are getting tired of is people spreading misinformation and disinformation. Well, the misinformation, whether it's intended to do harm or not, and the disinformation is just straight out lies. If you can't do your research and you just believe what you're reading and you look for another uh, you look for no other um, resources to back up any claims then yourself too is spreading misinformation and disinformation yeah i disconnected from that caller last night because you know if you if you're gonna come come on the show and, and you 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 just want to come out there and, and just put that misinformation out. You know, I'm not going to have it. I'm just not. Now, this is the thing that, you know, here in we, in us, whatever, you know, need to and should be discussing. And we should be discussing on how to address COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. You know, social media, I mean, is, is, you know, social media is just huge. And it is a, it, it is a platform for people 
to use to spread their misinformation and disinformation. And people are doing just that. Now, misinformation often arises when there are information gaps or unsettled science or human nature seeks to reason, better understand, and fill in the gaps. It may not be intentionally intended. There's just some pieces missing. You're not getting the whole story. But this disinformation is just a blatant lie and is intended to do harm. That's what this disinformation is. It is something that, like I said, needs to be addressed. Now, I enjoy my listeners. I enjoy people coming on my show. I enjoy people calling in and having a reasonable conversation. But make sure you have your facts and you have your ducks in a row. If you think you're going to come on the show, and willingly or not, when it comes to misinformation, or willingly to come on the show and promote disinformation it just simply isn't going to be tolerated we need to come to an understanding and follow through in using the resources that we have at our fingertips like your cell phone your ipad your laptop, your computer. We need to take the time to research information. This is what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. If you're going to call in here on the Truckers Podcast, you better have something to back up your claim. And a name might not even help you because that name may be the person who is spreading the misinformation or disinformation. The caller last night was talking about a scientist who who claims that he was the founder of the mRNA vaccine. Nobody else, just one person. It was several people, actually, over a couple decades. I know who he was talking about. I've come across articles from him before. You know, this whole big thing, you know, about you know, Joe Rogan and talking to this, this, the scientist, you know, and and, and the scientist is trying to debunk of 
all all the the right things about this vaccine. He was part of a team for a couple decades researching this MNRA. As a matter of fact, he's fully vaccinated. This scientist. And then he's trying to tell you that it's dangerous. It's going to cause organ problems, going to affect your organs and, and everything else. It's just unbelievable what I started to read. He too had contracted COVID. And then he got the Moderna doses and he's a scientist. He worked on this MRNA. And then somehow decides he's just going to just put out misinformation or disinformation. I don't know which one you want to call it. I don't really care. But how now, how can you trust that resource with somebody who took their own medicine and then trying to tell you that it's bad for you? That doesn't even make any sense. You know, misinformation is false information shared by people who do not intend to mislead others. It's because they've heard some information and like to say, it's not all there. There's gaps missing. So they don't have all the facts. And the same goes for disinformation is that false information deliberately created in um, decimental and with malicious intent is decimated and with malicious intent. Both types can affect vaccine confidence. And this is where maybe we're seeing, you know, people who are still sitting on the fence because they're not sure. And well, I mean, I don't know how to describe the the straight out anti-vaxxers out there. You know, um, why and how and and what their real concerns are and everything else and and where they're getting their information and, and things like that. So, and this is why, you know, this is so important that we need to talk about something like this. Addressing disinformation and misinformation. Well, where do we start? In your community is learning more about it, including where it starts and and where, why, and how. Is it spreading and evolving? Addressing this misinformation. We already know it's it, that all that misinformation is spreading throughout the communities and spreading throughout all the social media platforms out there. Now, there are strategies for addressing COVID-19 vaccine misinformation in your community. Listen to and analyze misinformation circulating in your community through social, for, for social, social and traditional 
media monitoring. This can include monitoring social media channels and traditional media outlets for misinformation and creating a log of that misinformation to identify the trends in your area. How often is this popping up? This can help you understand where, when, and why, and how misinformation is, is spreading in your community. What we need to do more of, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think we're doing it enough, is that we need to engage with and listen to your community to identify and analyze perceptions, content gaps, information voids, and misinformation. What we also need to be doing is we need to share accurate, clear, and easy to find information that addresses common questions. Common questions about the vaccines. Common questions are maybe about the symptoms of, of COVID. This can be done through your website, social media, in other places, your audience looks for health information, like your health units, your doctor. Other people that are able to give you the information that you're looking for. You know, we also have to use methods to reach those who are limited or they have <clears throat> they have no inter internet access, you know, such as a radio or, or community events. Share the details with them, including addresses and hours about, about local vaccination sites and, and events with community-based organizations and local media. How to tailor COVID-19 information into your specific audience. We have to use our trusted tools that we have, ladies and gentlemen. We have to use common sense. I mean, you have to, you know, know and understand, you know, someone telling you something. And maybe you heard part of, part of it before, and there's still gaps missing. You're, you're able to, to um, form an analysis of, you know, whether this is misleading information or is it just an outright lie? That's why we, we can use the internet if you have access to it. If you're not sure about something. Fact check something you're not sure about. Use trusted messengers to boost credibility and the likelihood of being seen and believed over misinformation. 
so people may not trust public health professionals or visit the health department websites. So it's more effective to reach them through the channels and, and sources they look to and trust for health information, such as religious leaders or community organizations. You know, are we getting through to people out there who are believing that the vaccines aren't safe? Are we getting through to people that the COVID-19 isn't real? Are we getting through to people, you know, there's, you know, the proper resources to find information about what is real what is true and what is a lie. Now, you know, the social media is out there, Facebook, and all the other ones, you know, they're they're really, you know, stepping up as much as they can. And when they realize something has been put out on social media on their platform, whatever like that, and, and they, and they, someone has flagged it, you know, it gets removed and maybe that user gets blocked, you know, for a 24 hour, 48 hour period, you know, or suspended indefinitely of that media source. Now, there's a lot of work still to be done because, you know, whether it's just through conversation, through passing, you know, we need to find out is what we need to do. I don't know what to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, myself, I mean, I don't know how to convince somebody. And even though you tell them, say, look, you know what, here, here is a, a source that you can go to that is going to give you the correct information. And they just might be too stubborn, too stubborn or pig-headed to even bother. They know what they know. They know what they heard. And that's what they want to believe. And they're going to stick to just that. That's why it's so important to have... These conversations 
it's really hard to understand why anybody would want to spread misinformation and maybe unknowingly too, you know, maybe it's not done on purpose when it comes to misinformation. They just heard something and they're passing it on and it goes on down the line and, and the story gets gets more stretched, might become more unbelievable, might become more believable. It's really hard to say. But we've heard misinformation out there. And we heard how it is distinguished between disinformation that is just an outright lie and an intended in, in intending to mislead and harm. And maybe it's because widespread low media literacy and different psychological pressures such as a cognitive dissonance. Low media literacy meaning is that they're just going to focus on one site that they always go to. That's where they get their information from. They don't bother checking anything else. That's their source. That's their go-to source. Now, you know, they say something like 23% of participants said they had shared fabricated news at some point in their life. It is not unsurprising that so many people are unable to comb through the massive amount of information that's available to them. And people are most likely to accept information when it's when when it is logically coherent comes from a perceived credible source and maybe most importantly aligns with their already existing beliefs so like myself i believe that the vaccines are safe hey thank you for joining me I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Now, I was out here, you know, just talking about, you know, misinformation and disinformation and why this is dangerous. It can be harmful. Misinformation can be unintended. Not to do harm or make you disbelieve. Because there's gaps in the story. They don't have all the information. Disinformation is intentional, deliberate, and can cause harm. Those are the two differences. And trying to understand why, why you know, people, you know, they don't uh, go to, you know, they go to uh, one source to get their information. And that's what they're going to that's what they're going to stick with, you know, with the low media literacy, literacy, they only 
want that one source. You could tell them and say, look, you know, there's other sources out there with better information for you. True information. How do we reach people out there who on all uh, all the media platforms, people out there putting out misinformation and disinformation? And people grabbing onto that and running with it and believing it. Now, what, like, I mean, I mean, we're, we're all exposed to this on every social media platform. You know, often, sometimes the most educated and informed of us who are most at risk for participating in selective exposure. When people think they are an expert on a topic, it is difficult to change their beliefs. This then leads to what is known as the backfire effect. As people are presented with new information, their rejection pushes them further and further into their previously held and potentially misinformed beliefs. We're talking about, you know, many studies that showcase the role that one's emotions play in their likelihood to spread misinformation. Demonstrated by by that of both anger and anxiety affected whether or not a person would consider misinformation in a partisan versus an open-minded way. Whether it's intentionally spread or it wasn't, either way, it's going to cause anger and anxiety in people. You know, it can lead to feelings of fear, disgust, or surprise, being angry, anxious, or any of these feelings compounded with a desire to avoid cognitive dissonance can increase the chances that someone will spread misinformation. And misinformation spread does not only occur on an individual level, details how how these individual motivations, for better or worse, then begin to create misinformation spread on more organized levels. In this modern information age, we see how social media and mass media begins to allow and even encourage misinformation to spread, as well as how misinformation can propagate or even broader society levels and allow for malicious actors to spread 
malice information. The giant social medias out there are doing whatever they can to censor out this misinformation by blocking people's accounts, maybe suspending them indefinitely. But people have to be engaged in the social media world and report what they think might even be false information. I had a caller on last night, you know, and, and, and started right away with misinformation. And I knew it was. Because I play around on my laptop and I look for things. I look for people of what they're saying. And as articles pop up, you know, it even comes across one scientist. And it's a scientist that he was trying to talk about that is, is self-proclaimed that he is the only scientist that discovered the mRNA vaccine, when in fact that's not true. There were several of them, and it, they were studying it for the last two decades. What I wasn't surprised about, because I've read articles about this particular scientist. He's fully vaccinated. And now he's coming out on social media platforms debunking his own theories, debunking his own beliefs, telling you it's dangerous. He took his own medicine. Now, how can you trust somebody like that? How can you trust somebody like that? How can you take a medicine and then tell them, don't take it? It's going to cause all kinds of problems. It's going to affect all your organs. Oh, but I took the vaccine. I'm a scientist. I worked on the MNRA and I took the vaccine. How now do you believe him? He's he's discredited himself completely. You know, if you want to engage in a conversation and you want to engage in a conversation with something, a, a topic, or even this on, on the vaccines, and you want to come on the show and you want to call in, but your intent is to spread misinformation. Now, saying misinformation, it may not be all the facts. There may be gaps missing. Maybe you're misinterpreting it. 
right? Misinformation gets weaker and weaker as it goes down the line because it's just too many things are missing. Disinformation is an, an intentional act to spread lies and rumors. So you want to be careful how you want it to, to distinguish that. You want to be careful how you want to present it. And you better have facts to back up what potentially could be misinformation, or you better have facts knowing that you're spreading disinformation to back up that disinformation, what you think is factual. Because if you can't do that, I will shut you down. And that's what I did with a listener last night who tried to call in and just started to spread this misinformation. And I knew for a fact that it was. Because ladies and gentlemen, I do my homework. I read a lot of articles. I look at the source. And then I research it again. And then I fact check it. Even before I want to even talk about it. You too can do that. It's that simple. If you have access to a smartphone, you have access to a computer or a laptop, social media platforms, you too Well, that's the thing, right? You have to, I mean, you have to look at the source, you know, I mean, don't just use mainstream to fact check, you know, anything. Of course not. I mean, there's all, there's all kinds of, of, of ways of, of doing it. You know, if you're not certain about it, Hey, you know what? I mean, if it has something to do over health, it has something to do over the vaccines. I mean, we have people that we can call, we have professionals that we can talk, we can call and, and they're all open to anybody asking them anything. So it doesn't just have to be the mainstream, right? From the internet, but you can get fact based truth from the internet as well. You know, this is why it's so important, you know, ladies and gentlemen, to, you know, really sit down, you know, um, with um, other ones here. Um, Dr. Kaufman is reliable and one and a thousand and thousands of others. Well, I don't know who, who Dr. Kaufman is, and that's something that, you know, <clears throat> you know, I would, I would talk about. I mean, what, what kind of a doctor is he? Is he a disease and infection doctor? Is, I don't know who he is. But, you know, when people give me names, you know, I, you know a while back, it, it was like, I don't know, maybe, oh, gosh, maybe even last March or something like that, I had a listener on here, and... Um, she was um, rambling off a couple of people and, 
and one that sticks to my mind was Dr. Tenpenny, you know, on her accounts of, of the vaccines and stuff like that. I, I looked her up and, and, you know, to come to, to come to no surprise, you know, just, just, um, just on saying what, you know, just on saying what the, 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 uh, the listener was saying to me, you know, I looked her up and, you know, she's an anti-vaxxer. You know, and I'm sorry, you know, I, I truly am sorry, but I cannot justify anti-vaxxers. I just can't. I really can't. You know, there's a difference between somebody who is hesitant, right? She, you know, she, she, she there's a difference between somebody who is hesitant and somebody who's just an anti-vaxxer. Right. People who are who are who are hesitant or just haven't got all their answers, what they're looking for. Right. You know, this is, you know, with you like saying that this is not a vaccine and um, it's not a D it's, it's a DNA changing injection and stuff like that. You are absolutely so wrong. You're absolutely so wrong about that. How so? Because the vaccine doesn't enter our DNA. Your DNA can't be altered or changed in any way. Everybody has a DNA for a reason. And and, and a good thing because that's why they use DNA in, in, in criminal offenses such as murders. It doesn't change your DNA. It's not, it's not possible. I did go fact check. It doesn't go into your bloodstream. It goes into the muscle. That's where it goes. And that's the same with the flu vaccine. And even the scientist who uh, he was talking about last night, who the one who you know claimed that he was the sole uh, founder of the mRNA, which he wasn't. There were several of them over a couple of decades. You know, <laughs> and, and, and as a scientist, you know. He even says it doesn't it doesn't change your DNA, but he he took the vaccine himself and now he's telling you not to take the vaccine. So what? it doesn't even make sense. So why would a scientist who worked on the MNRI take the vaccine and say, oh, don't take the vaccine? That's just ridiculous. Right. And this is what I mean, you know, about people, you know, um, that the vaccine, a vaccine is a dormant virus. It's, it's not the virus at all. Right? You know, you obviously haven't done the research yourself. 
you know, the vaccine isn't the virus. It's actually a protein. You know, it's just like saying that the this COVID-19 isn't real when this COVID-19 is actually real. Oh, I've heard it out there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not stupid, nor am I naive. You know, so why do individuals spread misinformation like yourself? Why do you do that? You know, I'm talking about why do individuals spread misinformation? Widespread low media literacy means that you don't go anywhere else on the media or anywhere else to find anything that would contradict what you believe. You go to one source. You go to the main, the mainstream misinformation. You don't bother to, to look around. You don't bother to talk to anybody else, right? You believe on, on your source of where you're getting that information and you don't want to hear it from anybody else. You're right, everybody else is wrong. And that's a real problem in society. Selective exposure. That means you're not going anyplace else. You're only staying on channel one and channel two because that's the channels that you like. And that leads to an individual spreading misinformation. You know, people are more likely to accept information when it is logically coherent, comes from a perceived credible source and maybe most importantly, aligns with their already existing beliefs. Otherwise, this may put a person in a state of cognitive dissonance. Say that cognitive dissonance can lead to biased perceptions and information processing that complicates the recognition and rejections of falsehoods. Does that make sense to you? It's got to make sense to you. It really does. And the content of dissonance can manifest itself in in motivated information processing where individuals participate in selective exposure. And selective exposure can be understood 
as an attempt to avoid cognitive dissonance. So your, your selected exposure to, to wherever mainstream media or the internet, you're only selecting what you want to read. That's all you're doing. Now, studies that showcase the role that one's emotions play in their likelihood to spread misinformation demonstrated that both anger and anxiety affected whether or not a person would consider misinformation in a partisan versus an open-minded way. And the people's reactions to real and fake news on Twitter showed reading misinformation can lead to feelings of fear, disgust, or surprise. Being angry, anxious, or any of these feelings compounded with a desire to avoid cognitive dissonance because you don't want to hear the truth. And of course, misinformation spread does not only occur on an individual's level. These individual motivations for better or worse, then begin to create misinformation spread on more organized levels. So in this modern information age that we have today on big social media giants, begin to allow and even encourage misinformation to spread as well how, how misinformation can propagate on even the broader societal levels and allow for malicious actors to spread misinformation or disinformation. Social media giants, whether they're being selective on who they want to ban or who they want to block, they'll block anybody. Don't ban anybody. But it's up to us who's on these social media platforms. You're coming across somebody saying something. And you know it's not true. You got, they, they'll report it. And then... You know, the social media giant will investigate it and they'll see whether, you know, it is against, you know, their policies. Maybe it might be borderline. But if it goes against their policies, then you're going to be blocked for maybe 24 hours or 48 hours and then kicked off social media permanently if it continues, if it uh, continues. Seeing this happen to Donald Trump. We've seen this happening to Marjorie Green and others. This the scientist has been blocked from social media account accounts. 
And he was part of a team that worked on the mRNA vaccine over the last couple of decades, takes the vaccine himself, and then just abuses a privilege of being a scientist and then putting misinformation out there. How can you trust people like that? You can't. It's a sad state of affairs at sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, it really is. You know, you're sitting here and, and you know, you, you, you tell me that it's a DNA changing injection and then you're telling me to go fact check. Are you serious right now? This is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, when we're talking about low media literacy. Selective exposure. You only go to resources that is going to tell you that. You don't go anyplace else. You don't fact check nothing. Because of of your low media literacy and your selective exposure. How does information, how does, first of all, how does disinformation turn out to be true? Disinformation is an intentional, deliberate lie. That's what disinformation means. To cause harm. That's what disinformation means. Misinformation kind of has the same characteristics, but it it may not be an attempt to spread a, a, a lie because there's gaps missing in the story. So you're not getting everything you want to hear. And the further that misinformation spreads down the line, the line, the weaker and the bigger the gaps become. Not on disinformation. Disinformation is deliberate. Just like disinformation in a campaign. Disinformation in, 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 in a campaign, right? Disinformation. The election was stolen. The election was rigged. That's disinformation. That is a deliberate intent. And you know who said that if you're living in the United States. 
Never. Never. It was never, ever. Just like here in Canada. Our elections were never rigged. Your elections were never rigged in, in the United States. Some Republicans out there are just pissed off because they lost the election. Donald Trump is just a poor loser. So he'll go to the extreme. He will use that disinformation. He will deliberately lie to you. And he did it deliberately to cause harm. He wasn't spreading misinformation because there, there were because there was no gaps missing. He was spreading disinformation. Deliberately to cause harm. Deliberately lying to you. If you can't get your head wrapped around that. I have no idea what to tell you. Well, the only the only thing that, you know, you know, being, you know, watching your elections over here on the Canadian side, you know, I actually saw somebody who was campaigning. You know, Joe Biden campaigning and tell you what he wants to what what he wants to do for the American people. What I saw on Donald Trump's campaign is that he wasn't campaigning on there what he was going to tell you how he's going to help the American people. He was just out there deliberately telling you that mail-in ballots are fraudulent. The, the drop boxes were illegal. Absentee ballots are fraudulent. Telling the Proud Boys to stand down. He wasn't on a campaign of telling you how he's going to fix your health care. How he's going to put more money in Americans, uh, American citizens' pockets. How he's going to create more jobs. How he's going to fix your infrastructure. See, that's a campaign. And that's what Joe Biden was doing. Yeah, our leader, our leader is, is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. You're right. We have the Liberal Party. Do I trust them? Yes, I do trust them. And even through through the, our, our, our federal election um, that we had in the fall time, you know, because, you know, we have the Liberal Party, we have a Conservative Party, we have an NDP Party, uh, we have uh, Independents. Uh, so, you know, they all, they all pretty had, they all had a pretty good platform. You know, for the ones who are who are running for office, 
you know, they they ran on a campaign. They didn't they didn't run on disinformation. They weren't out there and, and just badgering and bashing. You know, they weren't saying, "Oh, this election is going to be rigged." You know, if Trudeau gets elected, you know, your mail your your mail in ballots and everything is, is just won't be counted, right? No. They all went on a campaign. They went on there saying what they're going to do for the people of Canada. Do I have bias? No, I don't think I'm biased. No, I don't think so. What I'm telling you what is I don't like, what I don't like is when people just spread rumors and lies and they know they're doing it and they know that they're a liar. I've been on this planet for, I've been on this planet for 58 years. Right? been around for 58 years I think I can I think I can decipher you know I think I can decipher facts over misinformation and disinformation because I ask questions You know, we're like, I mean, where, where did you find information that the vaccine is a dormant virus? And where did you find the information that the, the vaccine changes your DNA? You know, give me your source so I can go fact check it. Well, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, AstraZeneca, whatever vaccine, the flu vaccine for all I care. You know, you just can't type a sentence and then have have nothing to back it up. You know, I've been on the CDC government and none of that what you're saying is true. I've looked up the CDC. None of what you're saying. None of it. None of it that you're saying that that the vaccine is a dormant virus and that it changes your DNA. Never said any of that. I know you never said that. I know you never said that. But I'm saying the listener on here, I need my glasses because he's further up on the line here. 
justice something warrior justice truth Roy, uh, warrior um said that 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 is not a vaccine and that it changes the uh the dna changing um injection and and, and things like that right so <laughs> you know so i say you know about misinformation and disinformation Right. Studies, the, the, the studies, you know, they, the, the MRNA has been around for 20 years. They studied this for a couple decades. Dr. Malone is one of them. And he claims that he is just the founder of the MRNA vaccine when that's not true him and others were working on this for the last two decades and then himself all of a sudden i don't know did he just have a change of mind change of heart i don't know telling you don't take the vaccine and he's been vaccinated with Moderna. So now why would anybody believe what he has to say? You took your own medicine and then he decides to just put misinformation out there. There's this big uproar over the Joe Rogan experience of having Dr. Malone on there. A huge uproar. Whatever the case may be, whether it is not for everyone and, and, and everything, you know, like it or not, the science is, is out there. Whether you want to, to, to follow it or not, that is entirely your business but don't try to you know if, if if you think that you know it, it it's dangerous and, and, it, and it causes all kinds of health issues and stuff like that don't push it down other people's throat because other people are not going to tolerate it because people are going to go and fact check and they're going to go talk to specialists and they're going to go talk to people who know what they're talking about Right? If the, if the ingredients aren't out there yet, well, then they, they, they can't be administrating anything that doesn't have the ingredients. It's a protein. Water, sugar, and salts and other ingredients. No, they talk about it. He talks about it.
So what I'm, what I'm saying, people, you know, you should be, you should be smart enough to know what's right and wrong. You should be able to decipher fact from fiction. You should be able to just decipher whether somebody is, is lying to you. You should be able to have a media literacy. Not just sticking just with the, the, the information, your go-to information. There's a lot of factual out there. And there's a lot of misleading misinformation and disinformation. You should have the common sense to go and do some research of your own. Even if it takes you a couple of hours to figure some things out. And of course, if you're still not certain about something, there's your doctor to talk to. People that work at your health clinics to talk to. Hell, here in Canada, the the, uh, the um, disease and infection doctors are encouraging people to email with them, email them any questions or concerns that they have. They'll even take your phone call. So there's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse not to be selective exposure and there's no excuse just to be media literacy. This is why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, to, you know, engage in conversation with family and friends and even co-workers. I'm not even talking about, you know, sifting out the misinformation or the disinformation. Talk about misinformation talk about you know rumors being spread rumors being spread about the covid 19 rumors being spread about about the vaccine so misinformation and disinformation you see it on social media you can't tell me you don't because you do you watch the news i watch the news It's all around us. You can't miss it. 
You know, take the time. Take your time. Well, I don't know if the news is changing for a narrative or not. I, you know, it's, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're reporting, you know, the poor guy, the poor lady sitting behind the desk is just reporting, you know, on, on, uh, what, uh, information that is given to them from, from, uh, the doctors and, 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 you know, they, they, you know, talk about what's going on in the hospitals, you know? from nurses they're hearing you know they're hearing what everything that's going on on there with the icus and you know you know the poor nurses and doctors out there nobody you know seems to be giving them credit for what they've been doing over this pandemic you know people are not looking at doctors and nurses as human beings right Well, the vaccine is working, my friend. I'm vaccinated and I got COVID. I get the flu and I get vaccinated. Right? No. See, this is this is a misunderstanding here because the flu shot is not a hundred percent. It's like ninety-seven percent effective. The Pfizer and Moderna are around ninety-five percent effective. It's kept me out of the hospital. It's kept me out of the ICU. So it's done its job. You see? It works. So I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time and joining me. No, I don't go to the ICU every year. Why would I go to the ICU every year? I go see my doctor once a year for a checkup. See, I don't go to the hospital because, you know, during flu season, I get the flu shot. And I take it on, I take it on, and I take it upon myself to not only protect myself, and I go get vaccinated for COVID, and it kept me out of the ICU, and it kept me out of the hospital. No, I haven't been in, in, in the ICU for the uh, seasonal cold or flu. Because I get the vaccine. What there's to, what's there to compare to? This COVID virus is more serious than influenza flu. That's the comparison. If you can't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. But I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for engaging with me, sending out these these uh, these comments and stuff like that, and trying to have an understanding of one another. You know, it's a great dialogue. You know, so have yourself a good Friday evening, and 
enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I get to return back to work on Monday. I'm happy to go back to work. So take care. Be safe out there. And uh, behave yourselves. I don't know what song to choose here. Uh, Maybe I'll just choose this one. Thank you for joining me this evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Trucker Podcast, FYI. Thank you. Be good.